No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Let me get up, some dude? of that clear. Oh, I forgot we had that. Hold on. Hey, how's that? Is that better? Does my voice oh. sound good now? Wow, that's a huge that's improvement. That's a huge improvement, right? In the world. It really is. <laughs> Listen, everybody that's a singer or songwriter, every podcaster knows that minute when you're about to crack the mic or go on stage and you feel that tickle in your throat. That's a drag. <clears throat> yeah. See? Like that. You could panic. Or you could get some of this Clier Throat 37. This stuff is amazing, you guys. It's an all-natural soothing throat spray. And it was created and tested by singers for singers and people that use their voice for a living. <laughs> it's packed with organic, globally sourced ingredients that work to heal. There are no added chemicals, no numbing effects, no side effects at all. Just pure relief within 12 hours and a little bit of a bonus. It tastes really good. The second you get that tickle in the back of your throat, smooth it out with Throat 37. Just a few sprays and it stimulates fluid circulation, fights inflammation, and coats your throat. The result? Fast, long-term relief that allows you to keep on singing back-to-back recording sessions or... Or talking for hours and hours on end, like we do. Clyer's vocal health products have been endorsed by the lead singers of bands like Twin Peaks and Giants in the Trees, as well as the cast of Moulin Rouge on Broadway. And they, gitchy, gitchy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. And now, No Simple Robe family listeners get 10% off Throat 37 at Clyer.com forward slash Throat 37 with the promo code SIMPLE. Simple. That's pretty simple. That is pretty simple. That's C L Y O R dot com slash throat three seven promo code simple. Pretty simple. Keep it simple. You could go around being bummed out that you can't smoke cannabis anymore. Which that'd be silly. Yeah. You could go around with aches and pains in your back and your legs and your arms and your head. You but could, why would you? You wouldn't. This is what you do. You go to sunsetlakecbd.com and you hook yourself up with some premium flour or some gummies or tincture. Or if you're one of those people that doesn't dig smoking too much and you, you really are one of those people that likes coffee like me, you can get premium dark roast Peruvian coffee infused 
with the most badass CBD on the planet. It's amazing. Everybody out there, just try it. Do it right now. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to sunsetlakecbd.com or at sunsetlakecbd on Instagram. And you're going to check this out. And guess what? They are hooking up the No Simple Road family with a discount. They are giving you 15% off when you use the promo code NSR15. 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 Check that out. And you are going to be so happy because this stuff actually works. Unlike the stuff you get at the grocery store, the gas station, the pharmacy, or the dude down the street, this stuff was grown on a farm in Vermont that used to make milk for Ben and Jerry's and decided it wanted to do something good for the planet. And they hook their employees up with a living wage of $15 an hour. So these are people that care about the people that work for them and putting a product out that matters into the world. So go to sunsetlakecbd.com or sunsetlakecbd on Instagram and put in the promo code NSR15 when NSR you check 15, out. Peeps. And take care of your body, man. Hola. What's up? Hola. Well, we just want to talk about one of our awesome longtime sponsors. Who are they? Shop Tour Bus. Hey, check that out. Right? Shop Tour Bus has the most amazing Grateful Dead inspired merch, t-shirts, hoodies, little kids clothes, stickers. I mean, they got all Tote kinds bag. of stuff. Socks, Tote fanny yeah. packs. Yeah. Like They're expanding. Everything. They're doing everything they can to get their awesome merch on your back, on your hips, on your feet, wherever you want to sport them. And... They've been a really amazing sponsor of No Simple Road. Yeah, man. And they're giving the No Simple Road family a little something, something free shipping. When you put in the promo code No Simple Road when you're checking out, they will hook that shipment up with free shipping. Free and shipping. This thing is going to come to you in a hand designed, intentionally, lovingly, and magically designed one of a kind box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside and. A bootleg. Yeah, a bootleg. A real live cassette tape bootleg and a pencil to spool it with. So go to at shop tour bus on instagram or shop tour com online and get more, more than, than you bargain for man no simple road is part of osiris media and that is nothing to sneeze at osiris media is your one-stop shop for connecting on a deeper level with the artists musicians and the people that inspire your lives there are so many amazing podcasts on osiris media go check out past present future live check out under the scales with their new premium offering check out eric krasno plus one check out O'Teal and mike Fenoya doing comes a time check out no simple road you know what it's pretty rad being part of osiris media and you guys should support the family so go check them out osirispod.com Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events. 
providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. It's on. What do I say? Are we recording I, for real? No, this time? no, well, not that. Hey now, <laughs> hey oh, now, everybody. What's hey. up, everybody? How's it going? And um, we're back. Uh, this is Aaron. This is Mel. This is Apple, and we have a special guest here today. Uh, this is kind of funny because I, everybody knows me as Apple. That is my last name, as you know. No, really? That is. I it thought is. it was because you were. It kinda, is, but my, you know, my name is James, and uh, my my dad is here. He has flown up from Las Vegas. And boy, to, are his arms tired. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Just sorry. You can't help yourself, huh? Well, he is from Vegas. Yeah, he flew, flew up from Las Vegas to come spend the weekend with us and get a little dose of Portland and everything and. Welcome to the show, Father. Tell tell the people who you are. Well, I'd like to say this is Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> and we're fired. <laughs> uh, but I'm not as handsome or as charming as Howard, so I'll just speak in... Well, like you always say, you do have a face for radio. Just that's, like uh, that, this is perfect. Uh, that's right. We can sit around as we are casually, very casually clothed. And <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege to Aww. be invited to be... Joining the the podcast here, I've listened to a number of them, and um, uh, the highlight. Uh, shall I go on and tell about the highlight of my trip? Please, absolutely, point, yeah. Uh, uh, son Jim and Aaron and Melanie moved up here with family uh, about four and a half years ago. A very exciting and fun trip for them. I had warned them when they rented a U-Haul truck. That <laughs> oh, the, I, the, you're uh, busted, dude. That that uh, you know, and they got the biggest. I don't know, 24 feet or whatever it is. And I said, be careful, because I've heard that U-Haul. If they know you're going one way on a long trip, they're going to give you the shittiest truck they have on the lot. And guess what? We got the shittiest truck they had they on the lot. lot. I said, <laughs> Jim. Go down the night before, day before, 
Just check it out and let him know you're wise to him. I want to look at the truck you're going to rent to us. But did he listen to his fatherly advice? Oh, no. No, no we turned it into an adventure. Oh. <laughs> and it was. It he was, kept that advice to himself, too. Yeah, he it did. makes he didn't a, tell a shit. It makes a great story, though. If you hadn't, if you'd paid attention to fatherly advice, I wouldn't have this fun story to tell. That's true. No. Well, we, so. me and Aaron would have had a luxurious two days in beautiful <laughs> downtown Barstow. Barstow. Awesome. Dude. And they had to be towed there because they didn't even make it to Baker. If you know where Baker, California is, it's about 90 miles out of Las Vegas. And I it's get between a call. Vegas and nowhere. It yeah, was like I, going down the road, feeling feeling horrible, feeling shitty in the summer. <laughs> yeah, and I think the first call I got was, "Dad, this truck won't go more than twenty-five miles an hour up the hill." Oh shit! I remember that. Oh my one, god! At one point, Aaron said, "Dude, the lights on." I was like, "Oh, that's an idiot light. Don't pay attention." Just cover to it, it up, dude. It's fine. Just keep, just keep go, going. Just keep going. <laughs> they they told me later they. Well, I won't call my son any names, but there was an idiot. It was called an idiot light for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Way to so go, Apple. I get the call that the truck is broken down before they get to Baker. And at any rate, they ended up being towed to Barstow and spent the night and they had to reload the truck. But then you fast forward uh, four and a half years and uh, here we are. And I flew in Thursday. It was an absolute treat because Jimmy took me to the define dispensary the the main one here and then another one and it was fabulous i got to meet all of his co-workers i got really uh, i felt like a vip i got the visitor pass and and jim walked me through and i got to see the whole hey you were the king operation i was the king and you showed up and i got knocked down to prince and they're like oh it's big apple (laughs) and i got to meet the owner uh, uh, and it just was a fabulous uh experience and such uh, happy people uh, and uh, so then they're all high, Bob. Uh, yeah, That's why they're happy. I understand. <laughs> well, I think I I got partway there, just walking around the place and smelling. Yeah, you got to smell a lot. Well, yeah. then after the dispensary, we we took a trip out. I was about to go oh, there. Okay. You gonna you gonna steal my thing? No, <laughs> let you, your dad talk, dude. Shut yeah, up. You do this all me the time. to speak. I thought I was gonna get, get you the, in the line. This is my fifteen minutes of fame, or however until oh, okay. until Aaron cuts the mic off. It yeah. says Apple. Okay, that's enough of you. Apple number two. Apple number two. Big Apple. At any rate, uh, so then uh, Jimmy had never been to what they call the farm, which is about 45 minutes or so. Yeah, 45 minutes outside out of west. Portland. In a, just in every, this is a fabulous trip. Uh, growing up and living in Las Vegas, that's such a treat here. It is so green and beautiful. So we get out to what they call the farm, and it's the grow house. In the, where they they uh, cure and and uh, uh, that's I met the staff there and talk about a dedicated smart bunch of young people um, <laughs> and the plants I would that we walked into what do you call that Jim the first room where they're 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 holding them the veg, bedroom. bedroom the veg room where I didn't realize this all the plants are grown inside I had. Uh, <laughs> I'm in my late 70s, so I think about marijuana and plants. I think, oh, yeah, hippies out growing it on a hillside outside. But, no, nope, nope. it's very scientific and very controlled. But the first thing that struck me was it was a smell, and it was just a wonderful smell. Walked in. The plants are just beautiful. 
and so uh, well tended. And I met with the young lady, Myra. Yeah, Myra, Myra, Myra Michael, and Nate. Myra, the and Myra particularly, and they all did, but Myra particularly impressed me. Young lady, maybe in her 20s somewhere, been there about four years, and you, she had such a passion for these plants. They are Very tr- proud. truly her babies, and she explained in great detail, uh, and I never got bored listening to her explain. And then we went into, they had just trimmed or what did you call yeah, them then we went into the harvest uh, the harvest they just harvested last week so then we went into the cure room where everything's where hanging, hanging on the wires and curing and drying and all these beautiful plants and everything is so controlled they have cameras uh, and it's just uh, with the state regulations i've been was told to require all of this yeah, and then we went tracked. in see, to see the, the sale went into the vault and uh, got to see the the what do you the, the that was my favorite part and I, I got to say I'm so happy and Aaron said this last night too and I was telling him how much my dad loved the smell because a lot of times people you either hate it or you love it oh it's just a lot of people smell strong smelling weed and be like oh that smells like shit oh, or no, something just he loved the smell and like after got, the third one you were like you're like oh my this is like he got it he was like this is like wine I yeah, have to interject. Yeah. here yeah so this is surreal for me first of all i've known bob almost my whole life yeah since since i was 12 you were troublemaking little kids yeah that's Um, a better way to put it (laughs) Uh, let him say it you don't have to i didn't have so much mental energy was put into not letting you and Oh yeah, and Apple's mom know that we smoked weed, and it was this huge <laughs> thing in our lives that like we didn't let our parents know it was. I mean, they knew, but yeah, you know, it stuck it, around. Visine, gum, yeah, whatever. all those things. And now we're sitting here, and you're talking about how you went and to the grow where they're growing weed and how good and it how smelled. good it smelled and how proud you are of Jim. It's a great moment. It made me so happy. It made me so proud for my dad to come up here and feel proud of me for That's seeing great. what I do and that I have a passion for myself. I'm just delighted because Jimmy growing up in Las Vegas, he was born in California, but since he was about six years old growing up in Las Vegas and the, the dryness and some allergies and so he couldn't wait to get out. And, and I'm just, I could leave the planet tomorrow and know that Jimmy is where he belongs. Oh, both, man. both geographically, awesome. spiritually, and doing what he's doing, cultivating and selling and being involved in, in, in this whole industry. <laughs> what a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it, it is. That no, is right. It's cool to see you proud of, yeah. of, of us. And I wasn't a total, you know, like jerk anti. No. I I tried pot. I think I told you guys earlier today when I was going to law school, we're going back to about 1973 when it was, I was in California going to school and buddy of mine, uh, you know, uh, smoked and I knew that and we, uh, but I was kind of paranoid because it still was like a what? Uh, felony well that was your, it was always the legal part of it i remember yeah, that growing yeah, up you're like that's illegal well, yeah and well and going to law school i'm thinking jesus fun. you got to work hard to that's why yeah, to privilege license and at any rate so yeah. we we went out and 
my buddy and I and his his wife and 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 I tried a joint. And of course, in 1970, we're talking 47 years ago. It was a whole different quality back then. Uh, so uh, I'm 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 told I understand it's a whole lot different today. Yeah, it it's yeah. it's a lot stronger. It's it's a big oh, difference to then how it used to be. I I can only go back to the 80s, late 80s with it, but I can't really smoke the stuff now too much. I got to be really careful. Yeah, because it's, it's so powerful. It's well in, really in Vegas concentrated. Up, we most we mostly got around the holidays. We would get stuff would come in from Humboldt County. It was always just around the holidays, and it was quite expensive back Christmas then. Christmas bud. Yeah, we always yeah Christmas holiday, but it was always like kind of Mexican compressed, smuggled brick weed. So it wasn't that strong. Yeah, is that and when they uh, was that when they blended it with horse manure? That possibly could have yeah, happened. We probably smoked sometimes, a lot of horse. Yeah. Sometimes it literally smelled like gasoline from being smuggled in gasoline uh, tanks. You know what though? The, getting back to growing up and all that, like it, it feels really good to know that you're proud of him. Yes. Oh, I'm very proud. Yeah. Uh, I tell people that if he weren't my son, I'd still want to be his friend. So that's that's how I feel about Jimmy or Apple, huge. as you guys call him. <laughs> oh, shut up. I'm over here <laughs> blushing. He is, he's you can't tell the difference. You can't, you can't. You're usually that red. That's yeah. true. That's true. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, but yeah, and seeing the two of you, and it, <laughs> I hate to be cliche, but. The apple does not fall far from the tree. <laughs> That's cliche. <laughs> take a picture. Oh, it's yeah. true. Of it it Thanks. really. It, it, You're it, such a diva, Dad. You exactly. two take my picture. <laughs> you two are uh, more just like capture the moment. Of course. Uh, I want to try to get apple in it too. That'd you guys, be cool. You guys are more alike than any father and son combo I've ever met. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Oh, yeah. That is a that, that's a lovely compliment. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's a trip to watch. L- like last night, everybody we we went out to dinner, and <laughs> thanks again, Bob, for that amazing dinner. dinner. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was really... you about you about killed me, but that's okay. It's, it was touch and go there. For it, a while, yeah, it was. Tell them, we, Well, okay, we went had Indian food, and and it was a little spicy. A and, little, and and Bob Bob took a bite, and I saw I physically saw the top of his head explode, yeah, yeah. and brains like all it. over the wall, and we had to scrape him out and put him back in his head. But yeah, it, it watching you guys at dinner last night, it's the same person. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same person. It's cute to see, and it's like it. It helps you really understand. It helps me to understand Apple even more. You know, like seeing you together and seeing how your relationship and like. Seeing where he gets his the sweet qualities mm-hmm. and where he get like a, lo- a lot of and things weird and little quirks, yeah, and the quirks, habits. yeah, it's uh, it's oh yeah, it puts the puzzle oh, yeah. pieces together. Yeah. Uh, you uh, know what? We never did. We never said. We what never we're, said who were who's on the show this yeah, week, dude. Yeah, we just kind of got we into were, the we steamrolled yeah. as usual. There's a lot going on or anything, but we the, this this week we do have uh, amazing guests that we talk to. This week we had the Travers Brothership. Brothership. You guys, just take. I know that every time we have a musical guest on, I'm like, go listen to you know. Well, love. that's why we also do it. That so is, you guys can love because we all love yeah. music. But check this out, man. This is some funky, soulful, groovy ass, bluesy, amazing gritty. music. These guys have played with Marcus King and a list, a pedigree of other artists that i can't think of and right they were now. supposed to be busy this then past yeah year. they were going to be doing electric forest sawani um 
Merlefest, I think, was another one of them that they were going to be Floyd doing. Fest. Floyd Fest, that's it. Um, yeah, man, this this band is incredible. And there's a lot of bands that we hadn't heard of until we started the show that become part of our listening lexicon here in the house. And Travers Brothership is one of those bands that when I first found out about them and introduced them to everybody, I would come out on the porch and Apple would be listening to them or Mel would be listening to them. Like they've been on pretty much nonstop around this house since, yeah. since we, we had them on. So if you guys don't know who they are, go to Apple music or whatever streaming platform you're, you listen to music on and check it out. It's, it's something that's going to be in your life from now on. And these guys are super cool and, and sweethearts. So yeah, man, I'm really stoked to have them on the show, but you know, we don't we don't do it normal over here, man. This is a uh, this is how we do. That's so. why we didn't start with saying who was on the show. Mm-mm. Yeah, we get it. We get to that. Like we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there sooner. Well, and, and also that this was great. We we told them after you listen to this, we I invited them back in the near future. Can't wait to see them live and meet them, give hugs. We had we had half the band. Yeah, uh, Eric and Kyle are twin brothers, and we had Eric on the show, <clears throat> and then there's also Josh, the bass player. And he was not able to make it. But then we had Ian, the keyboardist, join us. And this was a great conversation that we had. Yeah, man. You got, you guys are going <clears> to <throat> dig this. But I digress. I just remembered that we hadn't said that. So <laughs> I want to get back to, to Bob and, and your visit up here. And, yeah, and how and fun we'll, it's been. We'll get to some more things. And we'll, we'll eventually, as we always do, get you to the interview. Eventually. Yes. <laughs> so just hang out. Man. So we're about to have a treat. Bob is was in there chopping. So. What were you making? <laughs> what were you making, Bob? Well, we're just getting ready to grill some ribeyes, but of course you got to chop up the 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 uh, rosemary and the garlic and and marinate them for, for an appropriate period of time. And then I had to chop up some tomatoes with some garlic and salt and pepper and, and uh, olive oil. To, and, and I'm rosemary. a slow cook. I would starve to death if I ever opened a restaurant because <laughs> it takes me so long. Yeah. Well, that's something that we definitely have in common, too. I am a foodie. And oh, really? The last few days seeing Aaron and Melanie just constantly kind of either smiling or giggling, like, like just kind of shaking their head, giggling, like that's where he gets it from. Yeah. Well, also we because we just had that um, Mary Swick and Kate Wind on the show. Oh, last and week, yeah. they, It was just our last episode, so if you guys listened, you'll know what I'm talking about when they mentioned that food was in Apple's chart. And in it was astrology a, a very strong, yeah, yeah. And, and also plants. Um, so... That is one of the reasons why I've been like, you know, now seeing Bob here and then kind of like after that reading, it was like, wow, this has really come together in a strong oh. way. Oh, and I forgot about the plants thing, too. Yeah. And that was like today. That was so fun. Today we did a little outing. Yeah. We've been having fun and we've been eating good. And then today we did a little outing. Uh, we all went over to uh, Cornell Farms, which is an awesome nursery right down the street because... Me and my dad both wanted to get Mel something for her birthday, oh, and she birthday has been month. beautifying this house for months now with plants everywhere. I mean, we had a couple plants like 
six eight months mel, ago mel would kill every plant that came into the house yeah, the, and really this the stronger word was i would ignore the plants <laughs> that's <laughs> i didn't i didn't kill them i really just ignored them and that's how they died <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't like yeah it wasn't misuse it wasn't overwatering. it was like oh my god this water this plant hasn't been watered since I, april before it's, i bought it <laughs> it's next year so when i moved here you know, I was all excited and it's green. It's hard not to be inspired by all the growth here and all the beauty. So I had been, you know, I'll pick up a plant here and there when I come home from work once a week. And it just started to be an obsession as I started to get beautiful and responding to the attention I was actually giving it. Mm-hmm. So Bob and Apple bought me the most Bob beautiful, yeah, most beautiful arrangements a a huge gorgeous succulent display and um a hanging um like it seems like it's more than a plant like it's yeah these spaces are they're they're, yeah they're like centerpieces oh yeah they're they're amazing i feel like you guys brought these two sentient beings yes i feel like there's they came with energy for sure and at that nursery we walked all over the whole thing there was no other things like those nothing else caught my attention like those two things like Like, there was some beautiful things oh yeah but not like so i want to i want to get back to something i i have to ask you a question so it's odd having you here after my dad passed away for Aaron, for me. Yeah. yeah and I, that's it's, gotta be uh, heavy. And, it's and weird. I, it's yeah. because I, I see the whole dynamic of father, son completely different than I did before that event. It changed everything. And, uh, I remember, like I said a little earlier, being an ass, a little asshole, a little uh, troublemaker <laughs> when I was a kid. And he wasn't a goody two shoes yeah, either. He wasn't far behind. No. <laughs> um, Aaron was worse. I, I was usually the instigator <laughs> of the shit, and then he would come along. but uh, And happily join. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, oh, twist my arm. Why don't you? <laughs> I'm wondering, Bob, is there a time when you were ever like really worried about him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. And it was uh, very much my fault because when Jim was about 13 years old, thereabouts, I I separated from his mom. And we had been married for about 20 years or close. And, and uh, it's never easy on kids. It's not easy on parents but it's worse on the kids and and especially at 13 yeah and are you ready to hate everyone and his sister was 17 18 and i put jim through that and um in fact we were now we can sit and joke about it and hug each other it wasn't as much fun back then but we were sitting here the other night and your nephew writer writer uh who Jimmy says reminds him so much of himself mm-hmm. uh, is smoking a pipe. And that reminded me when I smoked a pipe. Well, the, the point of the story is Jim was so <laughs> pissed off at me as I was walking out of the house and leaving. He picked up my favorite can of Swedish tobacco called Scalorna threw it at me. It was a bad aim. He missed me. I think yeah, he ran hit. out in the front yard and chucked it. And I, I knew it was yeah. one of his favorite things and it, Boom! All over the all driveway. over the driveway, and I he almost I think he hit the back end of my car maybe, and it bounced off. But yeah, that's that time frame. Yes, because I knew that Jim, 
was indulging in other things. I never knew exactly. I knew pot for sure. Mm -hmm. And it was, was and I wasn't, I'm not (laughs) proud of myself. I wasn't the greatest father back then. I was focused on myself. No, well, which the, I think a lot of men are when they do that. And the wonderful thing to do, because we, I mean, we definitely had tumultuous relationship then. But as I got older, especially before I even got out of high school, once I had like a first love and then fell out of love and got mad at her and hated her, went through all this. Emo- then I was growing up and I realized that that mom and dads, everybody there, you they're fall people. in and out and there yeah. is falling in and out of love and people do things. And so that made it easier. And then I started to work for you in high school a little still. And I mean, it, it got better pretty Some, quickly. Sometimes and, you even showed up for work. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I did. Yeah. Do you remember the time frame? I used to joke that. Oh yeah. I remember well, a couple of times you had to, when I was living with Billy, you had to come up and bang on the window. Like, are you coming to work or not? Well, I, before yeah. I, I used to joke when he was supposed to be going to school, I spent more time in school than he did. Trying yeah. to, <laughs> yeah, I remember. But yeah. Thankfully wow. all of that is, is behind over us. and behind us. And now we can sit and have shits and giggles about yeah, it, which man. is great. That it, is great. It is good. That see, that is a really awesome thing about you specifically, Bob. Like, you'll take ownership you're like yeah i was thinking of myself but we can laugh about it now like it doesn't have to stay in that dark place it can be like yeah it sucked back then and now i we have a great relationship and we've grown from it and he's a great man and so am i like that right there not a lot of people um get that especially as adults in your life you don't not a lot of people get that healing well you know and that that acknowledgement and that's what one of the things I love about you is that you're fun loving, you're willing to say, yeah, I, I blew it and still be sweet about it and still go forward. So I Can just wanna... I give credit to someone else? Yeah, of or, course. Uh, uh, Jim's mom, uh, Joy, oh, she's amazing. went on to remarry Bill <clears throat> Williams. And Bill was a fireman and pretty high up in Las Vegas Fire Department at the time. He ultimately retired and they moved to raymond california and bought some property but the reason i'm i'm ever thankful for bill because there was a time frame when jim was still having issues and is issues with substance abuse and bill came in and and came to his rescue so to speak and 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 did was an influence that somehow i could not be and helped jim work through that so I am ever grateful to Bill that he stepped in and became like a substitute dad and somehow had, uh, and I think he had some issues with his own kids, but he had the ability to get Jimmy's attention and help. And I think Jim was also, to his own credit, was growing and maturing. And Jim was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, realizing, you know, I can't, you know, live my life like this if I want to continue living type thing. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for Bill. I think combined, we, we... uh, yeah, I was through. lucky. Yeah, well, it does I say it takes a village behind me. You know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. it does. Right? Because sometimes you can't provide everything for your kid. Like, okay, maybe you've got the whole financial part down. Great. But maybe you're emotionally, you're a little bit exempt and they need that extra person, whether it's the step or the uncle or the they, auntie that shows a special interest. You know, right. we all need that extra r- person to kind of help us. Where our parents that's what can't men, see. That's what mentoring is. And yeah. and also, man, it, a, 
thing that people forget as a, as a kid is that your parents are people. Yeah. They're just people. And a lot of us aren't even grown up. Mm-hmm. Like I, a while back, here's a funny story for you guys. Like there was a tree that fell at the end of our street and Mel, um, yeah. Mel was leaving for work. It was like five o'clock in the morning. It's all dark out in winter time. And she calls me and she's like, Aaron, there's a tree blocking the street. I'm going to have to call an Uber to get to work because I can't drive past the tree. I'm coming home and I call an Uber. She's like, you're going to have to take care of getting the city or somebody out here to fix this tree. Like, nobody's up it's five o'clock in the morning and i hung up the phone with her and i'm like where's the adult i need somebody to handle this like, <laughs> where's the grown and up? i need a grown-up grown here up? and i'm what like fuck, i'm 47 <laughs> years old shit i'm the grown-up i have to handle this qualified <laughs> and so that's something that people forget man is that your parents are just fucking people and they're trying to figure it out just like you are. Yeah. And, and there's no rule book to being a mom and dad. And we have outrageous expectations yeah, for our and, parents and, to be everything. And yeah. and then also like my parents were divorced too when I was four and, uh, well they were never married. They, they split up when I was four and, uh, to expect people that aren't getting along or don't love each other to stay together just because I, I don't know. As a kid, I get it. I was that kid. But now that I'm older, like that's definitely not how I feel now. So, yeah, I, I just I don't think like that anymore. I don't think that, you know, just because they're mom and dad, they have to be together. But, you know, we change and we grow up and we learn and we figure stuff out and we forget things. And sometimes that second love of your life is like the legit love of your life for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, the first one's kind of like, I was young. I, you know, didn't know any better. We were whatever. And then you grow up and you learn who you are. And then that other person like really loves the real you, you know? So, and and something else too, Bob, like if that had never happened with you and joy, he wouldn't be the person he is today. Yeah, we've we've talked about oh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we probably wouldn't have. Well, we probably we we, we would have still met each friend. other when we did. No. I mean, I, we were talking about this the other night. I, I mean, I got a lot of friends and acquaintances in my life growing up. Aaron, I have two people probably out. I'd say I probably out of fifty close people I knew in Vay whose parents in Vay stayed, stayed together. Where's Vay? In Vegas oh. today, vague. Yeah, you vague. It was vague. I was being vague. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, it was is very common in the in the uh, late seventies and into the eighties for uh, parents to get divorced. It's still, it's is. still common. Yeah, yeah. yeah divorce on, is common. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it it is. There's, it's got to it's got to feel good though, Bob. Like, because I'm a dad, and I so I are un- you? I understand. Yeah, it's got to feel good to to see your your son doing well and like know that he's where he's supposed to be. It's it's a a good feeling. Absolutely. Like I said a little while ago, I, if I left the planet tomorrow, I, a, I, I made it 77, almost 78 years and had a good ride and I couldn't complain about anything. And, uh, not, you know, I don't know if your listeners know, but Jimmy lost his sister and, yeah, I've told I've talked about it in the past. Yeah, 2012, eight, eight years ago to melanoma. One other comment, if I may, Please. is, uh, yeah, life is such a, a a journey, and I think one thing is it's it's not it's never over. Yeah, today is just another 
moment in that journey, and tomorrow will be another step in that journey. But we reach crossroads or forks in the road in our life, and the 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 takeaway is that you you end up you make choices, and you don't know at that moment in time. And you may analyze and think about and study the the, the two. Let's say you got two choices, and you make one. And that determines uh, 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 your path and and your you know your life from that point on. And you'll have other forks, but it's it's uh, so. You know, I, I want to use a, ser- a word serendipitous, but right. that's almost too frivolous. It's uh, almost so fateful yeah. <laughs> when you make these choices, and at the time, you don't really fully comprehend them until you are able to look back mm-hmm. a few years later. Hindsight is yeah. 2020. That's life. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not bad for an old guy, huh? No. <laughs> no, man. It, Far out, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think well, he's, that, he's got us pegged. Uh, and that's one thing I got to say, that kind of all this we were just talking about, it's one thing I learned from, from you and mom both, but you're the one sitting here, and you've always... I've never known you, and I've been like that my whole life. I've never had a lot of friends, you know that they almost have like a nemesis or they have enemies or people they've pissed off. I've kind of gotten that for, I've, I've never, I've gotten along with everybody. Yeah, and only, I, yeah. I've learned that from you. Like the whole thing with you and mom, never a bit of racism or sexism or ages or any isms like growing up. I was very well adjusted. Uh, I appreciate that a lot and all the opportunities I was giving and then the other thing too we we're just talking about like aaron asked if you were ever worried about me at points there you you were talking about when i was younger but i mean the worst part of my life was in my mid uh mid 20s up to 27 when i you, you didn't even know until years afterward when i was working for you that i was using needles i was shooting up crystal meth in the bathroom oh. at work oh my god i had no and idea. then working all day you had no idea until years later when i told you I was doing Jesus. such dumb shit, and I was still being functional. I was, you know, working for you and doing good, and you know, it was. It, it's just weird to look back on life and realize, like, when you have people that care about you and that love you so much, no matter what, and you're doing dipshittery <clears throat> behind their back, it and sucks. then when you like found out what mom did, I remember you. I was 27 years old. I was living with my friend Billy, and I had one of those breakdown moments where I looked in the mirror. I didn't know who I was. I had a fucking needle hanging out of my arm, blood Mm. running down my arm, and Mm. just broke down crying. And the first thing I did, because you live not far from Billy, I got in the car and drove to my dad's house, just bottom of the barrel, wrecked. And broke down crying, and you and Mary just totally took me in and were like, oh, my gosh, not once, and I love my stepmother too, Mary. Um, she she was what you needed too. Mary's helped you a whole lot in your oh, life, and it's she, beautiful to see. But you guys, not one moment did you like ju- like judge me or call me a piece of shit or anything. It was like, what can we do? You wanted to send me to rehab, and I immediately was like, I was like, no, that's a waste of money. I know people that have done that. You meet more people to party with, and you come out of it, you know different with off. more fr- yeah. yeah and luckily there i had my mom and i had bill my stepdad that uh, my dad was talking about they had a ranch up in california so i went into self-imposed rehab i just took off my dad helped me to get all my shit tied up and take off and moved up there for quite a while 
And I, I just appreciate all the support, you and Mary, and, you know, just it, all the shit that happens in life, it does. It makes you who I am today, and I'm very proud of myself and you and where we all are in life. And I love you, Dad. I love you too, Jim. Uh, Apple. It's, uh, <laughs> you can call him what you call yeah, him, Dad. Oh, Jimmy. It's <laughs> weird. No, and I, I love, I love uh, Aaron and uh, Melanie, and I, I'm glad you guys have found each other. And I'm sitting here uh, uh, just enjoying this moment. I, I was uh, a little hesitant when they invited me to join the <laughs> podcast, like, but what? being the ham I am, I, I've had to restrain <laughs> myself from just jumping in and trying to take over here. <laughs> but no, it's, 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 a, it's just uh, you guys just, you've all found together um, where you should be geographically here in Portland and what's not to love. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, and there's a vibe here that, and don't get me wrong, Vegas is still my home. And if I were younger, I might consider something like moving up here. But I made an observation yesterday. I said, it's, it's harsh. Vegas, Las Vegas is harsh compared to uh, Portland in terms of, a lot of good people there, and we have good friends Absolutely. and such. But there's a different vibe here, and it's it's, it's just, a harsh environment to be. Yeah, it's with. a harsh harsh environment. But there's part of me that loves it and loves the desert and the beauty of the desert. Uh, uh, but I'm just uh, uh, sitting here. This is a, a a special moment to be sitting here with you guys, mm. and uh, you invited me, and thank you for joining your your podcast because like, i've listened to them and i've talked to you guys about it and but this is it this is like going to the dispensaries and the Aww, the grow houses yeah. and in a way it's part of but this whole totally, wonderful get... weekend it just um you know it's very special it this is, is uh, and you came for my birthday and which for is, your birthday yeah and happy which birthday, is by the way yeah, yeah. thank you oh. that that yeah. was what's awesome you know like you know, you get 42, you add the pandemic in there, you had all the crazy <laughs> shit in there. And like, it's like, what are you going to do? What, 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 what can you possibly do for your birthday to make it memorable and almost feeling like it doesn't matter. And I hate to feel that way, but you coming and sharing like the food and the energy and the stories and just your energy mixing here and you, you getting to see Apple, like it just made the, my birthday that much more special and fun and, it's just been really great to have like pops <laughs> in yeah. the house, like the presence of dad in the house. Yeah. It's nice to not be the only dad around yeah. Yeah. Minute, for five minutes. <laughs> well, thanks. And, and you're just such a great influence. Melanie. You're so positive and so healthy. And I know you're a great influence on these two guys and, and, and a wonderful mom. And, mm. and I've got to, I hadn't seen Simon since you guys oh, that's right. moved up here and 18 years old, he's turned into quite a gourmet chef I'm hearing. And is just at the beginning of his life. I got oh, to yeah. talk to him Did a little you? earlier and his girlfriend, oh, uh, Sabine. Um, Sabine and, 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 you know, eight, both 18 years old and, I got about 60 years on him. We, I was observing. I <laughs> wow. said, do you guys know when you're my age, 
it'll be somewhere around 2080. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, wow. That thing puts things into perspective. Yeah, it does. Uh, thankfully, I still have all my faculties. and I. Yeah, uh, you do. Yeah, we were talking do. about that yesterday. And I, can, I love talking to kids like them because they're just starting out. Absolutely. And, and what a crazy world we have left uh, it's nuts for them. It is yes. nuts. Well, and Simon mentioned to me the other day, he was like, you know, Mom, I don't think I was able to appreciate it when I was younger, spending all that time with grandpa. He's like, but I would have loved to have that time right now. Cause now I, now oh, I would sh- remember and now I would know and know how special it was, you know? Oh yeah. So that- it's, it's nice to have that, um, that grandpa energy around to, you know, because like I said, he just was, was, it was in his mind earlier yeah. in the week. So yeah, I'm sure he appreciates it. Yeah. It's is dope. It's cool to have you around. So thanks, guys. It's great being here. Um, well, I think this is. It took a while for you to come up and visit, but I think you've already said it now that you know this. This uh, you you like it. We were talking about it this morning. He was like, I think next time I come up here, which I I thought was a pretty good idea because he's a he wants his creature comforts and does has his own habit. He's like, I think I come up here and come visit you guys, but get my own little like, like rent an Airbnb. Yes. To where he was completely comfortable yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And then no. have me come hang out with him and then yeah. come over here. Not and do that a I'm uncomfortable here. No, I just know. No. We know yeah. what you we mean, Bob. We're all, yeah. we're all so, adults. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> I, almost, I almost feel bad with you saying that because you've been such gracious hosts. I mean, we get it. You know, some people, you go, Mary and I, early on, we've been married 35 years. Early on, we we went went back for a reunion, a law school reunion, and uh, stayed with one of the guys who was my best friend in law school. At any rate, it was miserable. Aww. They were the kind of people that you got up in the morning and went, okay, when and where are we going to have breakfast? When are we going to have lunch? And when are we going to have dinner? And what are we going to do in between? And we're like, well, you know, we just want to kind of hang and do things spontaneously as the moments progress. So we, after two nights, we ended up, we had a van at the time. We snuck up at about 5 a.m. after we'd all had some wine the night before and they were sleeping in. Yeah. We snuck out, bought them, Mary had bought them a nice little plant and we left. We promised that we would never do two things, ride in somebody else's vehicle that we didn't, feel comfortable with or stay in somebody else's house that because uh, you want to have your own freedoms well, to you, come and go as you please and well, to it's not it's it's it, you guys are family and yeah, you of course. you I, and you got a great house here three levels and it's you know i told you the the, the guest bedroom is five times the size of any hotel room so yeah yeah <laughs> you could get a little more yeah. comfortable fold <laughs> yes. out couch but well uh, that was necessity <laughs> and yeah. it actually we just the couch how did the couch even happen the couch was when we very first it moved materialized here. Materialized and we, I don't remember where it came I, from. I think I know where exactly it came from. Court furniture, and we needed something okay. um, because somebody was going to spend the night. And we had nothing. We had no money, and we had we didn't nothing. So we just bought that. It was like 
and the chair came with it or something like that. Like it was no like idea. some deal. There, dude, so, stuff, stuff just appears in this house yeah. all the time. Well, we're I all like know. that when we're young. And of the, course. And then, then the second night, Jimmy says, well, the, co- the futon's more comfortable. So why didn't you tell me that last night? <laughs> <laughs> Schmuck. I, I, uh, you forgot. In, my, no, in my defense, I told you, you the options. You didn't no, hear oh, them Anyway, yeah. it, it's wonderful. No, it's been great. Here, Bob. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank And, you so and I brought the, the sun with me. Yeah. Yes, you did. We got to see yeah. the sun for five minutes weather. in Portland. <laughs> you, it is October. You got to see kind of a whole. You got to see the array of weather. It was nice and sunny, and then this morning was cold and rainy. Yeah, and Portland then showed it you broke, all the way up its it, skirt. Yeah, yeah. He, he went out with like, he got the whole layer thing. Like start yeah. off the day with three layers, then you take one off, take another off, and then yeah, they, yeah. And then in the afternoon, then you start putting them back mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And yeah, I was. It was. This was a wonderful visit and a great day today too. Again, so we're going to do the business. We're going right. to we're going to get you time get for you the business to the interview because we love you guys and uh, and because we got to eat too. We yeah, have lots of yeah, things we got to do. Some cooking to do and stuff. The first thing I want to say is patreon.com forward slash no simple road you guys that is how no simple road stays afloat man that's how we pay for the hosting and the gas in the tank gas in the Wheels tank on the bus. that's right they go round and round apple <laughs> we have uh, two new ones two do we? yeah yes we do okay i i only know about one you're right. gonna surprise me i'm gonna say thank you to ian and mel's gonna say thank you to uh kate wind oh shit um it's a five star and it's uh the title is wonderful that's, group. that's not patreon oh I'm sorry talking about patreon oh, i got no, oh i was i was excited <laughs> I about excited. a review i got excited our five star review sorry okay, i'm gonna be back re- up you gotta be sorry let's back her, up do, 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 do. all right guys i got ahead of ourselves ian thank you thank ian, you for signing up you, on ian. patreon and thank to you, everybody ian. that signed up on patreon i appreciate you guys and i want to tell you about something um for all of our patreon Chan donators out there. You should never do it before we do it. It's happening. No Simple Road is starting a book club. And it's with me and Mike Brancatelli from Psychedelics, or I'm sorry, the Mikeadelic podcast. And uh, Mike and I are going to do this book club. We have not landed on what book we're going to read yet, but this is going to be for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, we're going to do a live Zoom call. Pro- I'm not sure. We haven't fleshed that out yet. Maybe twice a month um, and discuss the book. And so that is a little added bonus for you guys that sign up on Patreon. And also uh, the $1 to the $20 tier, you get 10% off No Simple Road merchandise and $20 and above, you guys get 25% off No Simple Road merchandise. And that's patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. Go check it out. And also, www.nosimpleroad.com has the freshest, newest, most awesome No Simple Road merchandise up on the web store. With that incredible new logo that Aaron spent all that time creating. Oh, Put his shucks. heart and soul into that. Show. That That is the graphic representation of how my heart feels when I think about No Simple Road Aww. and I think about the No Simple Road family. So... If you want to wear a little bit of that love on your body somewhere, um, go to wear w- love on your body. Yeah. Wow. All right. Far out, Bob. Go I'm to sorry. Simpleroad.com and check it out. Um, also, 
if you want to do something for the show that doesn't cost anybody anything except for you maybe a couple little finger movements you can leave us a five-star review on apple podcast that's what mel was hey, talking mel, about a few minutes ago mel, do we, have, we any... have two new ones and okay she's gonna, gonna ask, tell us do we about. have any new ones this we week, have two Melanie. new ones yay <laughs> um one of them is from kate wind and the title is Wonderful Group. Sorry, I got ahead of myself there earlier. It's okay. Um, what a wonderful group of people coming together to share their insight, outlook, and experiences in life. She has a prayer hands. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your story. Oh, we love you, Kate. Thank you. And um, sending you all the love is the title. And I, it's a really long, I don't know what this word is. Let me see it. Let me see what this okay, looks like. Okay. And I'll try and sound it out. Let's, <laughs> the second review this week Super is from HFK Figs. Da, 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 okay, da, da. Yeah, there. Exactly. But anyway, this one is uh, sending you all the love. Just wanted to echo how wonderful listening to this show is. Y'all are inspiration to the up and coming heads on how to live and love. Namaste. Okay. Second pair oh. of prayer hands. Check this out. That's huge. That is a big deal. What that person said. Yes. I know. Think about that for a minute, man. Like I know for me coming up in the Grateful Dead scene in the late 80s and early 90s. I would have fucking loved to have had somebody that would hit me up to what's going on. Yeah. Instead of having to just figure it out on my own. And so if we are that or since we are that to you guys out there. To some people, absolutely. I I appreciate that. Me and, too. And I love you guys, man. And that's that's huge. That That is. It's like somebody holding their phone light on when you're walking in the woods in the dark. That's a sweet thing to do, and it's helpful. That's a uh, that is a supremely high qua- uh, high uh, compliment. compliment, high quality, and observation. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So thank you. Anyway, high praise. High Thanks. praise. Thank and you, and Apple. Yes, That's... Thank you, Kate, and thank you, the letters. So the of point the to all that, Michigas, <laughs> was. Please leave us a review on Apple yeah. Podcasts so that next week on the show we can read we another can one. And get the warm and fuzzies. And here's the deal. When you guys do that, what happens is the Apple Podcast algorithm, however it does what it does, it recommends the show to other heads. So it's a way for you guys to spread covertly the spread the mycelial network of No Simple Road out into the universe. and Be a super spreader of No yeah. Simple yeah. Road podcast. So super spread something good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to get you to the interview. Are we ready? We're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready, Bob? All ready. Are you ready, Ready Bob? for the interview? All ready. All right. Right. Do, right. do you have anything else you want to do? Yeah, line any, of a, any a last little parting wisdom? Thing? Leave it on a high note, which we are right now. Yeah. Good. Far out. Perfect. Leave it on a high note. Without right. further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Travers Brothership. You are so dependable, individual, becoming blind and weak, just trying to make ends meet. Twilight claustrophobia, the time card's got a hold of ya, you're caught up in the game, and it's such a shame, I hope you don't find me, working overtime in the factory. Individual preaching to his choir, he'll light the world on 
redundancy You and me Sitting on the wire And brothers unable To put an umbrella on the table And sisters Are too tired to cry We just get by Residual individuals knocking on the door, wanting a little bit more. Twilight claustrophobia, the time guards got a hold of you. You're caught up in the game, and it's such a shame.
Take two and go. (laughs) What's up, man? How you doing? Welcome to No Simple Road, brother. (laughs) Adam's our son-in-law, so that's no big deal. (laughs) All right. I'm going to let everybody else introduce themselves to you so you know who you're talking to, Eric. Uh, This is Mel. Uh, Welcome to the show. Hello, Mel. And then you got the third one here. This This is Apple, dude. Thank you for joining us. We've been jamming on your guys's music for a while here all right now you said your name is apple yeah yeah apple just like the computer <laughs> it's my last name so it's james but everybody right. calls me apple it just fits better it's not even the fruit anymore now it's the computer that's wow. yeah it, that's true <laughs> I, I think of the the beatles conglomerate apple oh Corp. yeah oh there you go i like that better than the other yeah than the either either of the other ones <laughs> so Eric, man, it's like Apple said, we've been we've been jamming on your music ever since we found out about you guys. And I am really blown away by the depth of uh, talent and just adaptability that you have as musicians. It is stunning. Oh, man. Thanks. Yeah. Well, it's stunning oh, to, to like find out you I guys. I want to get aged. Ian, Ian oh, on here. Let's he get Ian. Yeah. Know, uh, oh yeah, pull him in, man. Yeah. All right. Let's get him in here. Ad call. You know, in the day they used to call him Hobbit. <laughs> I gotta know why. Well, let's ask him. All right. My headphones came up. Oh, there we go. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. All right. Hey, Ian. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you just fine. Yeah, it sounds good on our end. Let's, uh... Let's do a, a take three. Since, since we're all here, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Perfect. This is great. Yeah, we're working uh, out. The Eric case. and Ian, welcome to No Simple Road. Mel <laughs> and um, Aaron. Apple. Aaron, Mel, and Apple. Yep. Guys, I, I was just saying, Ian, to Eric, that like we ever since we found out about you guys, we've been listening to you pretty much nonstop. And... To me, the thing that stands out with you guys is the depth of musicianship and adaptability and just for young guys, I mean, I'm in my late forties and so you're young guys to me. Yeah, you're still a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. He tries to make himself sound like this old grandpa. I mean, he is a grandpa, I am a grandpa. but you're not that old, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, but blows my mind, man, like to be that talented and to have that depth of soul. In in the music, you get you guys sound like you've been together for like thirty years, yeah, and you're not even thirty yet. <laughs> you guys got a deep, tight sound, and it's oh man, we have dance party out front all the time, listening to your guys' stuff. It's just so groovy, psychedelic, and it's deep. Oh man, we've had those conversations to where we think we might have known each other in a previous lifetime. Maybe even been in a war together or something, you know. We just feel that tight, and that's that's kind of how the name came along a long a while ago. 
Yeah. I mean, so the whole thing started with a school bus ride? I guess you uh, could yeah, What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Ian, did you have a birthday party and ended up at my house one time? Uh, that, that's when I yeah, first... Yeah, I actually, I was... I'll tell the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my version of events, how they may or may not have happened, but at least how I remember it happening is uh, I was in band class a year younger than the Travers guys and um, wanted to start this uh, hurricane came in and like it displaced a bunch of kids from Louisiana uh-huh. and they joined our school system, this guy named Hayden and uh he and I and this other dude named Jack were going to start a band. And I just wanted to be the drummer, of course. And uh, Jack had a drum set at his house, like a stepdad's drum set or something. We went over there for the uh, first, the inaugural rehearsal. And we're trying to play Led Zeppelin's Black Dog. And I've never played the drums before in my life. And I'm just totally, totally not getting it at all. <laughs> and uh, they were like, well, we know somebody who could maybe show you how to play a little better and took me to Eric. Oh, wow. And uh, Eric and Kyle had a jam room at their house. And Jack's, fr- Jack's dad was friends with Eric and Kyle's dad. So that, John, that was the connection there. And we, uh, rather than sp- spending the night at Jack's house, I wound up spending the night at Eric and Kyle's house and jamming and having a really good time. Wow. And then a couple weeks later, they were like on my bus on the way home from school one day mm-hmm. because they had just moved into my neighborhood. What? That's a yeah. trip, man. That was Do meant to be. Meant to be. Totally meant we to be. We all skateboarded. We, we used to bomb the hill like a uh, half a mile. Kyle and I, uh, we would just sit on our skateboards and, <laughs> and drive it down until they started realizing like, hey, it's cool to let those kids off at their stop. Hmm. Oh yeah, that was a big deal. You can't get off at anybody else's stop. Oh yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you you say that you've had those conversations that you guys maybe had known each other in another life. I know that like there's certain people that I've met that the minute we shake hands or give each other a hug, there's a connection that transcends normal just meeting somebody. And it's really unique to have a group of people that come together like that, that not only feel that way, but um, click musically to boot. You know what I mean? Like, how do you guys manage that as far as like the connection that you have as human beings and then playing music? Was it a surprise that the connection also was a musical one and not just a personal one? Oh, I think... uh our musical connection is sort of a tailored to fit. Like we're tailored to fit each other in that we've all learned to play together kind of like at the same time through experiencing it with each other. 
mm. and we've learned from each other and swapped instruments around and stuff like that. So uh, I think our cohesion just comes from that. Well, I, the instantly took me to my first music festival. What, I was blown away. What was the first music festival? The Smile Fest. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they don't do it anymore. Yeah. Who played at Smile it Fest? Was, uh, they changed it to Asheville Music Jamboree, and then uh, I don't think they'd even do that anymore. Yeah, they ain't doing shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Sure, shit, not right now, yeah, anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what anymore is anymore. Hey, d- right? Bro. They did, like, <laughs> you guys man what are you guys doing anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's up guys it's not a simple road no it is fucking not man i i don't know about you guys but like this whole thing has been an entire paradigm shift for us mentally and physically and emotionally and I can't even imagine adding being a musician on top of how I already feel and having that part of it taken away. So how have you guys been managing that? Like the, the not being able to play to a crowd and, and get that energy back and see the people's faces and see them dancing and all that. What, what are you doing to, to manage your lives? I mean, I, uh, I got a little focus, right? Digital recording interface. And uh, just been messing around on the laptop, playing with myself. That doesn't necessarily speak to the concert energy aspect of things. But as far as uh, a musical outlet, I've I've been deep diving in a kind of solo way. So do you feel like... Almost in like a masturbatory way, to be honest. Hey, well, I mean, that's what you have right now. I mean, that's what it is. you, (laughs) You feel like this is like maybe like a a really intense woodshed time, right? Like going back and digging deep. And do you guys feel like there is going to be something special that comes out of all this? Yes. uh, Yeah, I do. What do you, what do you think it is? Well, for us, I I believe there are these, uh, a lot of corporations that were in charge, like live nation and now they're, other big big agencies or, or what have you and, and this is a time for for new creation for independent artists to step up step up and find their integrity against the uh, uh, the people that want to control our art yes wow. right on are you guys doing that yes uh, yeah I'm, we're we're working together and we're starting our own label let's talk about yeah, that let's talk about that what's the label called it's called all aboard records nice that's fun. nice i i my nickname is the conductor so that <laughs> makes sense to me all aboard got it nice. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you guys are starting your own label and what are you going to do what what's happening with it what's going on well, the first release is just this live album we recorded last year, some of this year, whenever things were flowing still. And when we did this Halloween set, Primus Zappa set, oh, should have so seen well. Josh. I remember when Ian introduced me to Josh, he's just like, I uh, 
have a neighbor and you can sing. <laughs> yeah, you can. No, yeah, I, I kind of left Josh out of my origin story earlier, but uh, not because he wasn't there. <laughs> he, <laughs> he already he already lived on my street, and so I already knew Josh. And uh, we would he would actually like be standing at the bus stop, like singing to buy the time oh, <laughs> when we were kids. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's. It sounds kind of silly. Like, it sounds almost too picturesque, but we were seriously standing down there in the cold, like kicking rock and listening to Josh sing acapella. And <laughs> it was great. Uh, I mean, eventually my brother and I started staying at their house and, and that's whenever we first started singing together, three people and, you know, it would kind of be your a slap on the leg kind of. Yeah, I'm a leg slapper, not a singer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had double drums to begin. It was fun, but yeah, to to, to talk about the label and and how that kind of inspired us. This whole situation yeah. is bringing us with this live album release under the label to show everybody, like, hey, let's start our own bubble. Whoa. Let's get things going. Everybody should be doing it this way. We've been following the footsteps of our favorite artists like Wolfpack and Snarky Puppy and String Cheese Incident. Okay. They're, those are some artists that have their own labels. I mean, even we even just, back uh, in the day, the, the Grateful Dead had their own thing. You know, they... Yeah, I that, that was all DIY stuff in the beginning. And there's a, there's a huge footprint for that in... In the world, I mean, if if in art, period, yeah. right now, because you know, like you'd be an artist and you go to an art dealer or a museum to the, show your work, but you don't need anyone else's platform anymore. You've got your own, so why not utilize it? Especially when you've got four, five, six people in a group or whatever, and then you guys all know millions of people between the you know the group. So why not do your own thing and invest in your own time and show up at your own offices and, you know, print your own stickers and sell your own shirts instead of get a quarter of the stuff that you would if you were assigned to a big label. Well, and having somebody telling you what to do. Yeah, somebody yeah. else is in control. It, it only seems like the next best progression for art. Yeah, that's what we really want to avoid is, you know, we, we were on that label search for a long time and we just kind of... <laughs> I. I guess there was there was something that happened when we first went to Nashville when we were 16 years old that just turned us off of the whole mainstream idea of of working with uh, record labels, signing off a contract. And there's some friends of ours that have gone down that road and have really told us not to do it. It almost like selling your soul in a different way. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I could see that. And yeah, and technology. Oh, sorry. No, no, you're sorry. fine, man. Go ahead. Technology. <laughs> the nature of the three-way call, yeah, no, the four-way call, or whatever we're yeah. doing. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that technology affords us the opportunity to uh, do that in a way that uh, our predecessors would have had to have like so much bigger of an operation to pull it off. But now, uh, like you said, we're connected to millions of people, and you can record right into our laptop, so there's no reason why we shouldn't right. control everything. And it's super, I mean, 
not that it wasn't important before, but it sure seems to me like back in the day, if you were, if you were in a band, that was the thing that you did. Like you practiced and you started playing shows and then you tried to get a record deal. And that was how you quote unquote made it, you know, and the game right. has changed. Yeah. Like, we've been searching for that, but the model is, yeah, it's changed. It's outdated. It's just kind of like, you know, when you play sports and then you're waiting for, you know, that them to check you out and, you know, possibly sign you to a college team. Like, you don't need to do that anymore. Every, everything is so much more open and you don't have to follow same old rules. You can create your own. And that's what I love about what you guys are doing with your all aboard label and kind of like your style, just like doing what you want. And it, really sounds like I love grooving to it and it's it's fun so not only is it what you love to do but it's also fun there's there's something about what you guys do that is different than anybody else at least for me and I think what I find in in your music is soul there's there's a a soul to it that is unique and holy you and it it really comes through in in the sound and i'm really curious about your beginnings like how does a sound that 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 is that eclectic get born out of you guys like are all of your musical interests really different or do you guys all kind of dig the same stuff um i think we all collectively have a we listen to a lot of same, the same stuff or have, but it's a very eclectic same stuff mm. because of like our varied families have very different musical interests. So the sort of the music that we inherited through our uh, various family trees kind of comes together in, in our generation with the four of us. Like we all trade it all around and listen to it all and turn each other onto all of it. But uh, it comes from a variety of different sources. Like yeah, that, that's pretty well said. Ian, Ian was let's, he introduced me to Tool for the first time, and as a drummer and oh, someone who loves rhythm, just I was blown away by Tool. And Josh was singing this really deep, meaningful '90s uh, music that uh, meant something to his soul. And and I remember showing him Led Zeppelin. All of a sudden, he was singing Led Zeppelin like Robert Plant, like at the age of sixteen, and we we were pulling that off. And uh, but whenever you say soul, and we're we're in the South, man, uh, that that's that's just the leading point, and that's why my father kind of brought me here. My father's a musician, and he grew up in New York mm-hmm. with his uh with his dad, you know, singing Gene Krupa and Frank Sinatra. He, he was all about the big band scene and swing. And I grew up on that big time okay. listening to stray cats, like punk rockabilly, right. Brian yeah. Seth. It was, it was awesome. And Slim Jim Phantom. And they just ran around on stage and that's all I wanted to do. And Kyle and I would perform in front of our cousins and, <laughs> take off our suit jackets that we'd wear to church and throw it to them and act like we're Elvis <laughs> Presley. Hell yeah. Right on. So it's, a, it's in your that's DNA. The, that, that's the performing arts. And my dad always told me blues had a baby named it rock and roll. So we're, 
we're listening to the Allman Brothers and Dwayne Allman's anthology, his Muscle Shoals, Eric Clapton going on. It's it's just the list goes on, and then we run into these guys, maybe at the age of thirteen, coming straight out of like uh, some hard times, and 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 uh, we had all the all the I guess every single Beatles album. And that's really what brought us together with Ian and Josh as well, because of course, you know they they knew the Beatles. Right. It's a it's a trip to think that like <clears throat> all of these various musicians that you guys listened to before you ever met each other are the thing that brought you guys together musically, and then out of that comes your own unique voice. And I know, like, I draw, right? And it's a weird thing to me. Like, they have these things on Instagram. They'll post a picture and they'll be like, draw this in your your style. And for me, like, yeah. I would grab it, grab it and start drawing it and be like, well, I don't really know what my style is. And through doing it, I found what my style is. Was it a trip to you to, like, after a little while of playing in your band and hearing back what you're playing, do you is there a moment of recognition for you guys when you're like, Holy shit, our sound is unique. This is us. We're not trying to sound like anybody else anymore. This is the Travers brothership sound. Uh, uh, yeah, to some degree, but I like to imagine that the search continues. Constantly, oh, <laughs> There's so many influences lately. It's for me. I'm, I'm on this, Graham Parsons route and then my brother's like dude listen to Jason Isbell Southeastern and I'm listening to that and Lucas Nelson and, and uh, trying to establish my own uh, songwriting pace with the acoustic guitar all at the same time that Josh just has this new like spaceship pedal board <laughs> doing these loops that sound like like Bill Lesh on on all the drugs, you know. It's, <laughs> it's that's and then he ended seven and four, and Josh is bringing definitely some more progressive stuff to the table right now. Uh, and really, yeah, a lot of more jammy and instrumental. You know, it, um, you just said something. But it's really fun and it's really beautiful music. You just said something that, a lot of time. <clears throat> that I want to dig into a little bit. You said Phil Lesh on all the drugs, and. You know, we, we we talk about like sound and and soul and all the stuff with music and I mean for me the thing that really turns me on about music is the telepathic aspect of it and the the hidden layer of it. But I didn't find out about that until I did psychedelics. And there was, you know, some one or two really seminal trips that I had that informed my personality now as an adult, even back when I was a kid. Can you remember any, any trips for you guys like that, that like were moments that you had where you like, Oh shit, this music thing is a lot bigger than I thought. Uh, The first time we went to Colorado, that was fun. That was a good trip. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about, man. Uh, Yeah. that um, I mean, 
we grew up together. We were in high school. We, we, we had a lake down the street. It was, we, we'd be able to go there and just experience, you know, whatever, just our, our own minds. And right. I guess there were times playing music as well, but a lot of that, there was so much focus with our music. It came down to, uh, just, uh we were pretty serious, uh, <laughs> getting together in the garage and, like we're we're getting this done, you know. But there there would be like parties and stuff, and and uh, I don't know, Ian. Is there any? <laughs> I I can think of some times. Uh, uh, one time we went down to the park and uh, we were just like laying in the grass. The well, this is like the ball field that was down the street. We're just laying in the grass, kind of staring up, and there was a meteor shower mm-hmm. that night. That was like super cool. And we were like uh, laying down on the ground where our heads were kind of together, and we were like beatboxing and like uh, you know rapping, like or like doing spoken word, mm-hmm. and it just like flowing seamlessly. I don't even remember how old we were when this happened. Eric, do you remember the night I'm talking about? I think that yes, uh, that was the same <laughs> night where we were um, walking up to the the kid is in a trail and uh i threw up halfway <laughs> <laughs> those are the best nights as soon as we made it to the kudazuma trail the the trees looked so nice i just needed to climb them i don't know if we could make it to the top but we had a bag of wine and um that, the night, I, is that the same is that the night the same night to where uh, I don't know. There, there's a lot of those nights. Um, <laughs> and they're I, still I don't know. going. I have a bad memory. I'm always so stoned. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mentioned the reservoir earlier. That was definitely another one such place where a similar event took place. We yeah. used to sneak into like this lake that was um, really isolated. You could get super loud out there. It was just as long as you were quiet when you were going down the road on your way in. And uh, there was like a picnic table. I think the police used it as like a, a training ground during the day or something, the local police. Okay. But aside from that, nobody ever goes there. It's just a big, huge lake. And we would uh, swim in that oh. under the moon and stars. It's a really good time. Those, you know, that's like yeah. the best shit. Those, those kind of memories and stuff like that is like some of my favorite stuff. And, and with you having a twin brother in your band, it seems like you have like a, another level of telepathic connection. I mean, you shared a womb with one of your bandmates and so playing music and being musical seems like you guys have like a, an advantage on, on other, other folks that have just met and started playing together. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're absolutely right. We, I, uh, someone's come up to me, uh, called it not just a solo, not just a guitar solo. It, it's like, you guys are soloing together. You're, you're, it's like, you know what's happening next. Oh, shit. But it's crazy that Kyle and I got that going on. And, and then Josh and I, bass player and drummer connection. I, I don't, he, him and I were in the marching band together. He, 
he got me involved with that my senior year. I played tenors with him, and we were, you know, right next to each other doing the steps. We did the double drums together. Ian and Josh would swap off playing bass, and we'd get in a garage, and, you know, the Allman Brothers logo, one of their logos is mushroom. Mm -hmm. They all had mushrooms tattooed to their ankle. (laughs) And here we are learning about the Allman Brothers playing their stuff and we had two guitar players and play whipping post and mountain jam for two hours straight. I didn't realize that it was so common until a time maybe near Appalachian State University. We were playing a private show and and we were out in, in the woods and I was ready to play and there. There were some big names there and I was just completely sober had my breath smelling good we we go out there and and someone just goes to hand me some mushrooms and i'm like whoa are you serious and and then i kind of like looked at the other people on stage and and i i could tell that they were tripping and and i took the mushrooms and and then josh took them and sure enough um two seconds later the drummer on stage pointed at me and said, Hey, come here, play with my band. Uh, oh. he, he wanted me to experience playing with his band because there were some, some type musicians and then he knew that I was, you know, a little younger coming up on the scene. And I got up there and, and started raining <laughs> 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 and the power went out and they all pointed at me and told me to drum. And I just started doing it. The, the Santana uh, kind of Michael Shreve drummer beat from Woodstock. He does the soul sacrifice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was trying to go into some, you know, Bonham esque kind of, I would just take it over. Yeah. It was pretty fun. And and then the power would come back on, we'd play and then the power would go back off. And and then eventually I'm like, Josh, can you get up here with me and (laughs) help? And we had a great time. I think that was maybe some of the most fun I've ever had playing music. Yeah, I mean, you guys have really come a long way in a short time, man. It's uh, looking at the list of names, the people that you guys have played with and the things that you have done. It's pretty fucking impressive, man, for for a young band that's, you know, doing their thing. It's it's rad to see. Easy. I mean, to anybody that's listening and and feels like it's not possible, all you got to do is just reach out to somebody and be like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm like you. What's up?" And then they get back to you, and you're like, "Cool." That's the thing. I think that's the thing that we forget, man. I mean, it's that's one of the lessons that I've learned through doing this podcast is that we're all just fucking human beings and that nobody is any different than anybody else. You guys just happen to be really good at playing instruments and that's it. That's the difference between you and I. And I don't know if it's because of the time that I grew up in musicians were deified. Well, yeah, times were different and the celebrity was different. Now everybody can be a celebrity where before you you had to, you know, you work super hard and be discovered and all that. But now, like I said earlier with the platform, like you can do whatever you want. Every, I feel like technology along with all of this other 
crazy shit, but it has leveled the playing field for everything. If you want to be an entrepreneur, there can be 15 year old entrepreneur and they can be amazing. If you want to start playing music when you're 70, there's a group for that. If you like, there's so many things that you can do. Like it doesn't matter anymore. Those kinds of lines of like, Oh, well only, you know, the pretty girls can be models. No, not anymore. Everybody can be a model. Everybody can do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. And bringing, hey, I can't draw anything. <laughs> yeah, you, you can, can draw a circle. Yeah, you can. You well, I can draw a circle. Well, <laughs> or like, um, kind of what you were saying. Hopefully, if everyone can be a celebrity, it's at the same time nobody has been a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, level of the playing field. That's exactly what you said. Dig that. Yeah, it's, well, it, it's amazing too. Like you said about about you, man. All all you got to do is ask. What's the worst that's going to happen? No, we learned that early on when we started doing the podcast three years ago. We're all like, well, we were interviewing friends and talking about ourselves. And then, well, who's going to want to be on our show? One of the first people Aaron reached out to was O'Teal. He like DM'd him like, oh, yeah. like, oh, what the fuck, dude? You know, he's probably not going <laughs> to see this. And he got right back to him. I was like, sure, I'll be on the show. We're like, whoa, yeah, yeah. holy crap. probably like riding in the van on the way to a show or like sound checking or something and check his phone and see your DM. Yeah. And like in our, in our community too, <laughs> like the, you guys and us, the jam band community is just so open and welcome. Like the improv thing and everybody being friends and everybody being equals and like get on stage. That's one of the best things is seeing people like you were talking about, like, Hey, dude, get up here and play drums with my band. That happens so much in the jam band scene. It's amazing. Everybody just wants to hang out, get better, learn from each other, play together. And, and share just, the music. Yeah, that's why we love it so much. It's one big, it truly is one big family all over the world. Yeah, man. It's cool that you say O'Teal. And uh, we, were, we were playing the Christmas Jam by Day here in Asheville. And Marcus King played it, and we went to the Christmas jam and had backstage passes. You know, we go back there and we start hanging out with Kopi. Like, holy crap. Oh, shit. We're, we're, we're kicking it with Kopi. And sure enough, you know, Kyle, Kyle's just like, yeah, man, we're about to go to a, a funk jam down the street. A Tuesday night funk jam here in Asheville at the music hall. You should, uh, should come down. He's like, what? Hold on, let me grab my flute and just oh, walk shit. down the street from the Thomas Wolf or, or the Harris Center Casino. They change the name every year. The Harris Center, uh, uh, you, you know, the Harris Casino. They bought the name for the old Civic Center in Asheville. Yeah, I think it's called the Harris Cherokee Event Center right now. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Yeah, and we just walk down the street and start start jamming Kofi, and he knew. A Couple of the musicians that were already there, your mama's big fat booty band people. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those guys are awesome. They kind of took us under their wing here in Asheville. That's exactly what Apple's talking about right there. That that sense of community and family is is really like yeah. I know for healthy. sure it wasn't Kofi's first time being there. Yeah, <laughs> no, sure. that's a punk jam. <laughs> so, not at all. Hey, I'm curious about something, man. Like. You know, we talked a little bit about, well, not really, but the way everything is right now and, you know, quarantine and 
just the state of our reality that we're living in is, is weird and everything is shifted. Like if you had plans for 2020, fuck you, you don't have plans anymore. Like you, your, your plans are done. And that's, that's difficult. That's a hard space to navigate and not easy. And not to mention your plans being canceled, but you're who you thought you were and your everything is shifted. And I wonder if you guys think like in the climate that we're in, if the role of a musician has changed at all, like I think before a lot of what music was, was celebration and, um, you know, bringing together community and speaking the voice and all of that. I wonder what you guys think. Do you think that that's been altered by everything that's going on? The role of a musician in our world? Hey, everybody. What's, up, Apple? What's happening, man? Dude, how was that first set? That first set was amazing, man. I thought it was pretty tight. The, the, those, that opener? My legs are tired from dancing. I'm going to get some water here. Yeah, Apple, these guys, tell them about rock, the fun, man. So, uh, guess what? What? Chicken. <laughs> you know, like this this year, sometimes you might be feeling a little down. Not even necessarily this year, but this year especially. If you're feeling down, your head's getting to you, you got a body ache or That's something, and you don't want to go to the medicine cabinet, guess where you can go? Where? where? You could go to Define Premium oh, Cannabis. Define? Yeah. Define? Yes. This is where I work at. This takes care of me and us, and we have a location in Hillsboro, up here in the Portland area, and in Forest Grove. And if you want to come out and get educated, that is one of the things we love to do. Our, our goal is to get people off of their medications and on to better stuff. On to Mother Nature. Yeah, take care of yourself. And so if you come out to the Hillsboro store, if you come I am in there Monday you, through Friday. Yep, Monday through Friday. If what you am ask, I going to do If this you week? ask for Apple, he will come out of the back room dressed in a chicken suit. And he will cluck and peck the cannabis product that is best fitted for oh, your With his mask on. With his mask on, yeah. of course, with his mask on. Don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a safe chicken. He is a safe uh-huh. chicken. So go check out Define Premium Cannabis, two locations in the Portland area to serve you, one in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. And when you come in, make sure to tell us that you are a listener, because when you do, you will get 10% off your purchase, and you will also get a, a free, free T-shirt. <laughs> so... Come out, visit us. We will take care of you to take care of your body and your mind. And your head. And, your and, head. and check this out. Have you ever listened to uh, Leonard Skinner? Out of an eagle? That you got from Electric Fish Lights? Shit. Shit. <laughs> Whoa, what happened? With the- Whoa, <laughs> set break. No, you know what, you guys? Check this out. One of our sponsors is Electric Fish Lights. If you don't know who they are, go to at Electric Fish Lights on Instagram or go check out electricfishlights.com. These are wonderful and magical illumination devices for your home. They will take any idea that you have and try and bring it into reality for you. This is made with IQ technology, which stands for interlocking, interlocking quadrilaterals. There's 15 different right, shapes that can be put into uh, 30 different shapes that can be put into 15 different combinations. And when you put those together, it's endless what they can make with it. I've seen a Grinch. I've seen a, sloth. a wizard, a sloth. A, I have a minion. There's a, a heart that's really beautiful. Yeah, man. And, and if you love sports teams, which a lot of people do, they got you covered with your sports teams ones. You got to go over and check them out to see all this cool stuff they do. It's pretty amazing what they do. And like I said, you can go to at Electric Fish Lights on Instagram or electricfishlights.com online and see like 
the magic that these guys are, are hooking up out there. And they're hooking up the No Simple Road family with a promo, y'all. So when you're checking out, put in the promo code NSR at checkout and you're going to get 10% off your purchase. And any NSR family member that orders a light with the color changing upgrade will receive a limited edition special promotional No Simple Road poster. And let me tell you something. That poster is badass. They're amazing. When you set that thing next to the color changing light bulb, your mind is going to explode out your nose holes. So go to at electric fish lights on Instagram or electricfishlights.com and, and get, get enlightened, y'all. Uh, I'm yeah. how much new music just came out and how much actual press was covered and I was exposed to it. I, I didn't think that was going to happen. It's clear that people are, you know, they're they're looking for something. They they need something, and music has always been that. It's always yeah. It still exists. The platform is just different now. Instead of somebody standing in front of a giant speaker in a field listening to you, that they're at home listening to you through hopefully headphones or like their little tiny computer speakers or their phone speakers. Wow. But um, it's become a lot more personal than I think. Well, in a in a weird kind of a way, because if you think about the experience of of a live music event, we're going on a roller coaster ride together. The band and the fans sign up for this ride, and we all take it and have an experience. But now, the way things are right now that experience is being mediated through a screen and that what you just said about hopefully listening to it on headphones. I never thought about it like (laughs) that, man, because if you think about what music is as far as like vibration and frequency, that is going directly into your gray matter, right into your brain. And there's no, um, there's nothing that can get in the way and interfere there's no with filter. that. There, yeah, there's no filter to it. So it, in that way, it does become more personal. I think some people have argued that like the the whole like live stream thing has depersonalized music. But from what you just said, I guess you could see it the other way too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's a, a double edged sword. It has simultaneously depersonalized it and made it more personal. Because, you know, instead of like looking, you can no longer as a performer see that person's face while you're playing to them either. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't, the energy doesn't flow in the opposite direction anymore. Mm-hmm. The feedback isn't there. Mm-hmm. I've been um, talking to strangers, man. Just <laughs> yeah. Like, she just sees me at a, talking to the neighbors sometimes or anything, that, sparking up conversation like, yeah. How you doing? Anything? Uh, I man, first time I went out and played, my dad got me out in Hickory to do a benefit show for you know. Of course, somebody got an awesome SBA grant and they're getting their business going, and someone just sells it from underneath them. And um, uh, they they put on a show, and my dad's like, "Man, I need you to be my drummer." And I know his songs. I I go out there and I. <laughs> thought I played so terribly and I, I, I had been so long, but, but man, like 
letting loose like that was great. Just sorry to change the topic, but no, no, but it, it was a crazy experience, and and um, having personal reaction. I've been seeing people step up to the plate a little bit, like you know, you got to wear your mask. People are getting it, and people understand. Like, all right, I'm old. And I probably shouldn't be going out. That makes sense. But, you know, we're, we're younger. We're, we're doing it. We're being safer. And everyone's got these clauses. And, and it seems like, like these businesses need something right now. Right. And, and we're, we're doing something, I guess, with collaboration with the American Vinyl Company. Okay. For, uh, it's a benefit for Asheville venues. We're doing, they're printing a vinyl with two of our tracks, one that Josh wrote, Jaded, and one that my brother and I wrote, Brighter Than One. And the, that, those are two tracks that are going to be on there. Is there, a, is there a name for this or a release date for this, this compilation that's coming out? It's coming out, I think, October 23rd. Okay. And I guess they're, they're just going to have the the record in their shop and just check it out on American vinyl company. Keep me posted on that. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll post about it when it does come out, man. And, uh, you right. know, Asheville, Asheville has been, uh, a really the integral part of the life of no simple road. Um, you guys are, that city is very important to us. And so anything that we can do to help venues there in that city, man, it just, please, let us know if we can help in any way. That's really important. Asheville, I, when we were very first starting out, I got a direct message from a dude that lives in Asheville. And it was, it, it turned into a brotherhood between him and I. Like this, that guy and I are, it was one of those meetings that I was telling you guys about at the beginning of the, the conversation. Like I've known. You feel like you'd known the guy forever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he, he actually even produced the show for a little while. And yeah, flew out here, went to Autzen to see Dead & Company, yeah. hung out, yeah, become family. Shout out, you know who you are. Yep, Justin. <laughs> but yeah, man, Asheville you know, has been really important. We might know that. Well, what's his name? Justin. Justin. Oh, all right. Uh, and he used to he he did used he's to a play. Musician, yeah, yeah, he's a musician. You guys probably do know each other. Yeah, you got to. Um. But yeah, th- that part of the country is is super special to us. And you, you know, man, the the whole thing with live music venues all over the country hurting is is scary, dude. Like, I was just telling Mel the other yeah, night. Yeah, I don't want it to be all just live streams forever. No, man, oh. I, I can't. I can't. I just fucking can't, I can't deal do with it that either. I, yeah, like, these- I, it's personal for me. Like sometimes like apple he'll be out like yeah friday night saturday night or something and he'll have like a live stream on and and then it's fun it's cool but like to sit back and be able to just listen it in my headphones most of the reason i go to concerts is for the company for the camaraderie for the people and i'm listening to some really kick-ass music that's why i can go to any any concert and just be like okay who's playing but it's really changed uh, the live stream aspect of it because you know no one's around but yourself you know and so I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of really potential good music because 
I am averse to this live stream business. <laughs> I'm, there, there's no like you know. Mel's anti stream. It's just no, yeah, not anti stream. No, I think everybody should do no, it's it. For sure, though, I feel yeah, I want everybody to continue to do it because some that's some people's like saving grace right now. But for yeah. me, like I just feel like I just it's not even either or. It's just not enough for me. I want the I want the the rest of it. I want the rest yeah. of the meal. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see the passion there. Yeah, it, and. It, I don't know, man. I mean, I knew that I loved it. I knew that I needed it and that it was a really important part of my life. But I don't think I understood the depth that it went inside of me needing that experience in my life. And like nourishment. Yeah, man. It, it's been it's been really. Uh, it's performing arts. It goes back to Shakespeare. It's meditation. Yes. It's for everyone involved that. And, and it's just such a beautiful thing. But you talk about silver lining and, and it's there. You know, people are here. Uh, they're staring at their screen. Uh, I just right. got these blue light glasses because I'm epileptic. And, and uh, they're helping me uh, just uh, with my brain. Uh, yada, yada. I got Anyways, them too. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. So everyone's staring at their screens, right? I've, I've been, I put it in a song, uh, something about a screen. I turned off the news or something. Um, but so we're, we're able to be artists. Everyone's able to do their, their platform and speak out at a time like this. Mm-hmm. And people are getting through to like younger audiences that, that, don't understand like why why th- things are what they are you know nobody does Mm-mm. and and people are able to help help people that are listening just just un- understand I, I don't know they it's the the voting and, and the the black lives matter and it, it just like people are getting it now. And it's all on the media. People can see it now. You know, it's not the first headline. It should be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're seeing it. We're seeing what's going on. And we don't like it. And it, silver lining. There you have it. Yeah. You, yeah, so that's so true. That because true. Um, typically, like, the news that you're talking about, like those big headlines and, you know, politics, all that, it stays, like, in the newspaper traditionally, like, back in the day. And so kids didn't care about that black and white words on stupid paper. They weren't reading it for leisure and pleasure. Like tore the comics Wake up in the out. morning. Yeah, so it. they weren't un- they weren't fully understanding what's going on. But like you just said, with the media out there and on everybody's screen to be seen, it does make younger people more aware of adult topics that are going or to just end important topics. adult and important topics that might not affect them right this second, but will affect them in their older when you get older. Yeah, yeah. when you get older. Except time's kind of caught up to itself. You guys are doing yeah. something with the hashtag I voted thing, right? Yeah, man. That, uh, we're we're honored to do that. It's it's uh it's just a big digital paradigm with a it's a massive election night webcast that's going on with a lot of other artists that we look up to and and play with whenever we 
can. Like last year, we had a couple dates with these guys at a, like the Almond Best Band doing it and Citizen Cope and Yonder Mountain drive by truckers and Ian turned me on to this band, Living Color. <laughs> yeah, I know them. <laughs> so on, yeah, on that, election that, night, there's going to be a webcast for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of big artists and they're live streaming. We're, we're going to do yeah, our clean it here. I, I think, um, how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. How, how do, do you view the webcast? Yeah, just you go to the I vote hashtag I voted website on election night. It's for the voters. It's kind of all the artists being like, hey, thanks for doing it here. Watch our music. And we're all getting together and and uh, just performing, doing That's our sets, awesome. having having listen, listeners can go from each channel to each channel. You, you just go to their website or go to our Facebook, go to our website. However it works for November 3rd. Check it out after you vote or whatever. If you're feeling like you just at home and want to tune into another live stream. <laughs> you know what, man? I think that that's super important to have on a night like that, that there's going to be, there already is a lot of, anxiety in the air and to have the Bring some good energy the, the love pouring out through your instruments out digitally into the world and physically out into the world on that night is really important like the it's like support yeah the the picture that i have in my head of that is like you know when the sun is going down and like the shadows are moving in and they're kind of taking over the light I see somebody like flipping on a light on the porch and pushing the shadows back a little bit. That's what that kind of looks like to me in my head. Is yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm angry talking about it. You know, it, yeah, I, I think my election night tradition is always to what like turn on a uh, popular news channel and like kind of nail bite and pace back and forth and see, <laughs> watch the numbers start to come in. Either <laughs> one, so hopefully we can distract everyone from that. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're leaving town. We're, <laughs> we're, in, we're in Portland, man. Anything could happen here. So I think we're going to go somewhere oh, and shit. rent a house and stay in the woods for a little while. I don't know. It's it's Something. it's gnarly, man. Like I just feel like this whole thing has been a weird analogy of a psychedelic trip, like a bad trip stuck in a bad trip. yeah like <clears throat> when am i gonna fucking come down i've been high for like six days now and i i need to come you were down. uh <laughs> you were saying earlier about how like this sort of like loss of sense of self that you experienced yeah. have you been experiencing by being taken away from your setting which is a such like a fundamental aspect of a trip it was something i was thinking about recently is like uh yeah it's harder to know actually who you are when your setting is completely changed. You're not, oh man, I, you know, I'm, I'm not on tour anymore. I'm not going from one bar room to the next. I'm just uh, hanging out out in the woods. <laughs> and you and Kyle built an awesome cabin, though. Uh, you and I got the, the floor the floor plane going, and, and you finished it up. Didn't you just get the roof going on? Oh, yeah. It's all dried in now. It's got all the doors, windows. Yeah. I've, there's definitely cool aspects of it. I well, would not have been able to build a cabin otherwise. 
I woke up maybe four days in a row at just 8 a.m. That's my new schedule. I wake up at 8 a.m. for some reason. I go to bed at maybe 11 o'clock. I, I normally start playing a gig at 11 o'clock. Right. Life is different. <laughs> but uh, here I am just the fourth day. I kind of had a meltdown, man, after figure finding this new schedule and it goes back. I, I write songs about this, man. I I don't want to have this this routine. I, like Kyle wrote a song about it. He doesn't want to work in a factory. Yeah, uh, it, 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 I'm writing songs now. Uh, that's the best part about it. Yeah. Josh is writing great songs. He's listening to Little Feet, and he's getting into their side B cuts, their, their fusion stuff, man, and. It's great. I'm so excited to be working with some of Josh's new material. So you guys are it's all like, in we, the same place. You're able to play together still, like through all of this. That's what been, I was yeah, going to ask. You've like, been able to hang out and do stuff. Well, uh, well, currently we're not like as we speak right now. We're not all in the same place. Oh, I, I'm in Florida. Um, my white grandfather is having some health issues. He's, 96, so I'm staying down here with him, kind of helping out. But uh, we have been able to commute to each other and cool. still get together. Wow, man. It, you know, going back to, to what I was saying about the psychedelic trip, like, I feel like we're in that part of the trip when you've been high way too long and you really, really want to come down and the sun is starting to come up on like day three. And you're over wondering if you're ever going to come down and you've kind of accepted your fate at this point, but you know, in the back of your mind that there is going to be an end to this thing. And I kind of feel like that. Yeah. I heard somebody say, this is a three act play and we just started act three. And I hope that's true, man. I really fucking hope that's true. Cause oh, I love that. That's so great that it's climactic and it has that resolution and it's now having the final battle between the antagonist and the protagonist. Yep. And, and that's, that's, that's it. You're right. And things are going to clear up. Oh, keep, keep saying that. Part. The clouds are going to part. <laughs> One, the sunshine. Act three out. has all the holidays in it and everything. And it is quite going to be quite climactic here coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so no simple road, man. It, it's you guys are awesome. Uh, we this live album is called Road Worn Shoes. Mm. I love on that no simple road. on that no simple road. You wore them <laughs> shoes down. Yeah, you know, there's, there's I'm always there's curious something going on there, and with and I, I feel you know hearing you. Sorry, go no, go no, ahead. You no, you you're. I'm interviewing you, man. You go ahead. I don't know. Hearing you guys and uh, going through the podcast and the timing with our album and and talking to this, it, hearing your voices almost sounds so familiar. You know, right? yeah. It's it's fuck. It, it never well, ceases to amaze me, dude. It, well, it never ceases to like like this. We love talking to musicians. People like we already listen to you guys, know your music and stuff. But now, like when we go listen to it. This listen to you guys this evening. It's now. It was already personal, but now it's like, oh, I That's talked to friends. my. I talked to my long lost brother. Like now, listening to your music is going to be. It's more personal. Now that we've talked as like family, 
community and stuff. We we love that with music. It's like, oh my gosh, it sounds. And sometimes you get little tidbits. You get to hear your guys's not singing voices, just your normal ones, and it gives it gives more personal touch to it to us. We love that about doing the podcast. Ian and I, I was about to really. <laughs> what was that? I was just. I said I was just scrolling through. Um, you, right before we got on this call, I was scrolling through uh, your Spotify playlist. You guys have, or not in your Spotify playlist, rather like the uh, all the different episodes you have. This is a huge deal. You've been going on for a long time and interviewed tons and tons of amazing people. <laughs> I uh, I was kind of like, oh, like oh this. Big shit right here. Oh, <laughs> man. Right. Bro. We treat everybody like like you guys, man. Well, you, like we don't know you guys, and we don't know a lot of the people that we interview. But we know the music. We love. We're feeling what you guys are putting down. We love the that, musicians' heart. So like that mutual admiration yeah. is what's awesome. Because I'm looking at you guys like last night. I do this a lot. Friday nights when I get off work, I sit out and have some beers, listen to who we're going to be interviewing and stuff. And I'm looking last night like like. Man, these guys have played with fucking Marcus King, and you guys shared the stage with Billy Strings. It's like, why would they want to talk to us? us. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So, like the mutual admiration and the and the the humble, the no ego that we don't have, kind of in this community. Like, like everybody's on the same boat. Like, man, they really like me. Man, this is cool. We're (laughs) we're all human. (laughs) It's so warming to hear to hear uh, this. Your opening statement and, and you telling us uh just what we mean to you and, and and that just reminds me of the fans and and all the people that love our music and how we're able to put a smile on someone's face i, I was talking to somebody and he's like dude i'm jamming out to a way to survive I'm like 2016 all right uh we, we did put that out for people to listen to that and the other day I look, I, I get these monthly emails for our Spotify listeners and followers, and our followers have doubled, man. Uh, it, it's ridiculous, though. There, there's some, there's some silver lining, and and I, I, I love, I love everybody. Oh, dude, you know, I think it's really, it really speaks to who you all are. That I'm, I, Mel, make a note about write down silver lining. Mm-hmm. because you know you're trying to keep it positive and and find that silver lining in this thing has not been an easy task and you're doing it man and you know more people finding out about you is just a good thing because the music is healing for us and it it does something for our souls that nothing else can do that music has a very peculiar, special thing that it does for human beings. And when you find your groove and you share it with other people, that's magic and you guys are doing it and it's really awesome. And I saw something on, um, on Instagram the other day and I'm going to read it to you. And it was like, I had a rough day yesterday, man. I had a really shitty day, really bummed out, really missing music, just frustrated with everything that's going on. I was scrolling through and I saw this. It says, uh, live music will return. Venues will reopen. 
bands will tour again. The sun will come out and we'll stand in fields with our friends, beer in hand, arms around each other, watching the best bands play our favorite songs. Keep safe, keep the faith, and defend live music with everything you've got. And I was like, holy shit, I really fucking needed to see that today. And I feel like that's, yeah, I that's, that that's, well. that's how you guys are doing that for all of us. Like Confident. keeping that alive. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's important to have affirmation right now. It really is. It's super yeah, important. Saying it or reading it make it true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's spelling is a thing for sure. And, uh, you know, playing music is a way to get that out there and, and singing the words is a way to get that out there and having conversations like we're having right now is a way to get that out there and spreading that confidence out into the collective consciousness of the planet is what it's all about, man. I, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And, um, I will, uh, I think I think we'll have to in, in the future once things get open back up. It'd be cool to like follow up with you guys and uh, have Kyle and Josh join and continue this conversation. Yeah, yeah. and I'll be in the same room and stuff. Yeah, maybe we could do it somewhere <laughs> at a venue, and we'll come see yeah, you guys. In person. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I guess you are all out in Portland, huh? All, yeah. All the people that we're talking to are you guys all in the same room? Yeah, yeah, we all live together, actually. Yeah, yeah, we're insane. We're in our little, our little. We actually started. Uh, we're family, and you we know, got a studio in our house. Aaron now and I are married. Cool. Apple is Aaron's best friend slash Since my we're brother. Twelve, yeah, and yeah, like we moved up to Portland, and we're together. So this is kind of how everything started, like with you guys, just being around each other, proximity, and you know, relationship. Your family, that that's great. Uh, yeah, we may make it out to Oregon sometime. Well, we were, you got we a place to, to stay. Yeah, let's do well, it. Our plans were dashed. Yeah, we were all our plans. To, what was it called? Twin Peaks Festival or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's. I think it's near Bend. It's in Bend? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how far that is from Portland. It's about three but, hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, about three hours on the other side of Mount Hood. It's beautiful over there, man. Yeah, it's it That's God's country for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. I went one time on a vacation and loved it. Yeah, maybe it'll happen. Well, we're, we're gonna, looking very forward to that. Was possibly supposed to happen this year too because we've got uh, like, like wanted pressure. We we were wanting to get to North Carolina. We got a like we said, we've got uh, fr- friends there now, and we have really been turned on to the music scene you guys got going on there. So hopefully that happens next year too. Yeah. We're out twenty. Yeah, come on over. Yeah, twenty twenty one. And and we'll we'll start the. Uh, the first act of something new. Uh, Fuck yes. yeah, man. Hell yeah. So, that's, like that. that's it. That's the mic drop that you had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um I'll hang on to this for uh a few weeks for you guys and we'll um we'll time this around the release of your of your album of the live album. Road worn shoes. Road worn shoes. So you guys take care of yourselves, man. Be safe out there. And and thanks for everything that you're doing for all of us, man. It it means a lot. And please know that we see you and we hear you, man. Yes. All right. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Apple, Mel, you've been great. (laughs) Thanks, man. Right on, guys. Peace. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye, Thank you.
what that was really fun and cool yeah that was sweet that was nice i i was uh i don't know when we by listening to the music i expected something other than that and i'm really like please what not you, what not you expect i just expected them to be different and i'm they're super chill heady dudes i thought they would be uh maybe more um I don't know what the word is analytical based on their music. And I like that they were super down to earth and, and just dudes. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Chilling. Hanging out. I expected nothing and always I'm pleasantly surprised. Mel's yeah. pleasantly surprised. Life always. is always surprising. I mean, I, you. I filled up my whole page and usually sometimes I don't do that. Sometimes I just, I keep saying that I want to take pictures of that <laughs> and post it for the episode, and I forget well, every single time. Well, it's, you know, listening to the shows. Or li- I mean, sometimes I'm really, like, vocal during the episodes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe I have a lot to say or the conversation brings up a lot to say. And other times it's really an opportunity for me to just sit back and listen to what's going on. And since we haven't... It feels like we've been doing le- this less. Does, I mean, we've been doing it every week, but for some reason, to me, it feels like we've been doing No Simple Road less. We've been doing less interviews lately. Yeah, we right? have been. Well, we just been. recently, yeah. And we so, had a few to me, breaks. it feels like I want to like I want a story. I want to sit back. I want to like enjoy what this person has, is doing right now because everything is so unique. <laughs> I mean, not like we're a starved di- for content. Well, <laughs> well, no, like you know, okay, before you know, they're they're coming off of a tour or going on to a tour. They, you know, just, you know, release an album, blah, blah, blah. Well, now everybody's at home, but everybody's home is so different and mm. everybody's base life is so different. So, you know, like when we talked to Jim and Nell, like Nell was like working around doing her own thing and Jim was hanging out talking to us. Like, it's just kind of nice to hear what other people are doing with their life during this time. It, it's cool too. Like, I mean, I guess I've thought of this, but I didn't understand it. Like, what he said about, oh, yeah, I, I purchased this little Focusrite interface and I've been delving into looping and doing that stuff. Like, if none of this stuff had ever happened, he wouldn't have had the time to do that, most likely. He would have been busy touring and whatever, whatever. And there's going to be some amazing fruit from that kind of labor of digging into the sonic landscape inside of his head and having the extended time to uh, really get into it's growing it. right now. Yeah. Like it's going to yeah. come harvest well, time. Well, this is harvest time. We're year. in it. We're in harvest time. So whatever we've been reaping, like oh, all shit. we're coming up to. You and, feel like it's harvest time? Well, this, no. So, um, okay. this, oh, this, no, this October. Oh, yeah, this far, is literally okay, harvest time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. No. Okay. I, I meant like what's growing no, now. No, what's growing right now. We're going we to go to Maybe shows. springtime, you know, our little buds start coming up in the spring. That harvest is going to be like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I, uh, I could use some of that harvest right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll be patient. I'm going to continue being patient and, you know, doing my thing. It's, I don't know about you guys out there, but it's, it's a roller coaster ride of funky and happy. And I am really appreciative to musicians like Travers Brothership and the others that have put out stuff that I can just put on and go. And that makes me feel good. And it means a lot. It means the world. But we'll be back with more stuff next week. We love you guys. And we'll see you soon with more stuff and things. And remember, you guys, 
take care of each other. Smile at a stranger. Take your take your mask down just for ten seconds and smile, and then put your mask back on. A little extra vitamin C wouldn't hurt anybody smile. either. Yeah, vitamin D is good too. It's gonna get rainy if you need it. Apple, any any advice for the people out there? Love one another. Oh, yeah, right. I like that. Yeah, smile on your. I brother. always think, yeah, that's what I, I, I puttered out there. Yeah, I think of that. Smile everybody all the time. That song. Yeah. Smile on your brother. Everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. Right. See you guys next week. Road band. Peace. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or were nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.